Welcome to the WeGo Places podcast, where we catch up with WeGo grads who share with us the story of the journey to their unique careers. I'm your host, Brian Turnbaugh, English teacher at WeGo since 2001, and you just heard intro music from Andy Georgiev, class of 2022. Today's interview, I catch up with Annalisa Montanez, class of 2015, applications analyst for relativity. Annalisa will share... Annalisa will share with us how her love of biology evolved into a similar problem solving in what she does for legal software technology. Joining us from the class of 2015 is Annalisa Montanez. Annalisa, what do you do? Hi. Um, so right now I am currently working with a software company for an e-discovery uh, company called Relativity, and I am currently an application analyst. I was wondering if you could maybe rewind for me and kind of tell us, like, what did you do once you left WeGo? Yeah. So after I left uh, West Chicago, I uh, decided just to kind of jump into a bachelor's degree. I knew that I wanted to get um, into college and that I wanted to go to college and get a degree for myself. What exactly I wanted to do was not so clear for me at first. So I started off at the College of DuPage, uh, took a bunch of uh, general education classes before I finally decided that um, biological sciences was actually the way I wanted to go. So um, took a bunch of genetic classes at College of DuPage. After that, I decided to go to the University of Illinois in Chicago to UIC to finish up over there with my biological sciences degree. And um, yeah, that's where kind of where I went after West Chicago. And then once I finished with that, I then went ahead to try to find a, a job in my field, actually. Um, but funny enough, I landed in a uh, with a fintech startup um, instead. What was it at COD that where you started to get a sense that, you know what, I think I like biology. Like what, where, how did you begin to kind of move and settle into that particular field as opposed to? Yeah. Others? So it was, it was kind of interesting. Like, so uh, at West Chicago, I ended up taking, I, I did end up taking AP bio. Um, and that was a really great class. Um, I just, I really enjoyed my time in there. I loved, um, I loved uh, my teacher over there. Um, what is it? I loved the, my classmates and, and just the and the atmosphere of, of being in that class. And I loved all the different like sides and like facets to biology. It was just like so diverse and there was just like so much to it. Um, so it was always kind of like in the back of my mind. I didn't really, because it was so diverse and there were so many different like different ways and like places you could take biology. I didn't really know exactly how to narrow that down. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to go to COD. I'm just going to go see, take some different classes, kind of see where I want to do what I want to do. And, and we'll leave it at that. But as I was, um, but as I just started taking my general education classes, um, it just kind of, the time came, I needed to choose something. And I was like, you know what, what do I enjoy? I enjoy biological sciences. I enjoy learning about all those different things, cell biology, vertebrate embryology, genetics. I like that stuff. Let me just stick with it and 
at the time I was really thinking, you know what, um, if I'm going to go to college, I want to pursue something that I'm really passionate about that I really enjoy learning about. So, so why not? So that's kind of how I ended up coming to it. Um, it was really just trying to like follow what I had a passion for and um, for, for learning about. Now you, you, so you finish up at COD and then you make the move to go to UIC. Uh, what made you uh, select uh, that school? Yeah. So um, I decided to go there. So my dad actually uh, used to work at UIC. Um, so, you know, being one of the first people in my immediate family, you know, being the first person in my immediate family to um, go ahead and, um, and, and go to college to obtain a degree, um, I wanted to be resourceful. I didn't, I, I, I knew that I couldn't really afford going to, you know, like out of state or, or anything like that. And, and luckily with my dad working at UIC, I was able to go ahead and, and get some assistance with tuition. Um, and then on top of that, UIC has an incredible biological sciences um, department and, and degree to begin with. So um, it all just kind of like fell into place for me. It was just like, yeah, this, this makes the most sense <laughs> for me moving forward. It's great that you were able to optimize, you know, all the resources that were there that were offered to you. Now, when you begin uh, the biological sciences at UIC, what were some of the more interesting classes in, that you had? Because you mm -hmm. said you were kind of interested in cellular biology. And I was wondering, like, what were some really fun labs that uh, lab classes that you had or what kind of autonomy did you have in maybe even doing some? Yeah, lab? absolutely. So I was, um, I still am, but at the time I was super, super interested in like animal behavior, animal husbandry, um, you know, like working with animals, like in zoos, like that was kind of when I got into UIC, that was kind of the path that I really wanted to follow. That was kind of like my end goal at the time. Um, so the, so the classes that I wanted to take to really like supplement that, I took an animal behavior class um, over, uh, took an animal behavior class. And with that, we got to do labs. Um, one of the most interesting labs we got to do was like with spiders. Um, and so it was, it was really crazy. Um, we ended up doing a lab that was basically like based on the size of the spiders, how like they would react to each other and stuff and observing their behavior, like based on their sizes and, and, and all that good stuff. So that was really interesting. I also got to do another project. It's, it's called an ethogram. And what an ethogram is, is you go and you observe an animal. I chose the Chilean flamingo at Lincoln Park Zoo. And uh, you just watch it for hours and hours on end. Um, I probably spent a good three and a half, four hours um, at Lincoln Park um, in a super cold, February day, um, just observing and like recording it and what is it doing? An ethogram means you're observing all of its uh, all of its behaviors and what it's doing and and categorizing them. So you know it's flapping its wings in this certain way. Like what does that mean? Um, another class that I really really liked was vertebrate embryology, and in there we were observing. We were taking a look in our labs. We were taking a look at a lot of different slides. Um, for the different stages of, um, of chicks, of, of frogs, um, looking at their embryos. And, you know, there's, there's this little thing that, uh, you know, when you're looking at the slide, there's this little thing that looks slightly off. What does this mean, um, you know, genetically? Like, what kind of defect does that mean that it have? Um, and like observing it like that and stuff. So um, it was really all over the place for me. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, but what a great kind of spectrum of, of different, you know, you got to see it live, you got to get in the lab, uh, and then, you know, to see it on this kind of even more abstract uh, level is that I, I got to go back to the spiders, though. What, what kind of spiders were you? Uh, um, were you they were, oh, my gosh, what were they? I think they were like, um, I want to say they were wolf spiders. That's what's standing out in my head right now. But they were, I mean, they weren't super, super huge, but I'm not a huge bug person myself. So, you know, even though they didn't look super big, they were, I stood, I, I kept back. I was observing, but I, you know, I let my partner go ahead and, uh, you know, use the little cups and stuff to move them to and fro and all that good stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were, we were observing those and, um, and um, putting them in together. What do they do? Um, and all that good stuff. Did you have to have like a senior thesis or project uh, for graduation? Then? I did not. Um, I didn't have to, um, but there were, I think that the ethogram that I was talking about in my animal behavior class, that was like the biggest project that I really remember doing um, at, at, with my bachelor's there that I spent a lot of time on that I um, really took a lot of pride in doing and stuff. That was, that was a lot of fun. And that was um, really like the solidifying moment where I was like, hey, like, I want to work with animals. I want to, I want to educate people about these things. I want to, I, I really want to spend time with, uh, you know, moving forward with this. So you graduate from mm -hmm. UIC. What's the next uh, step? Cause you go from biology and then you go into maybe the, mm -hmm. like the next, you know, leap forward by maybe not so much, which is a, a company that dabbles <laughs> in, artificial intelligence and and all these other things. Um, what was the next step for you after graduation? So after graduation, um, you know, there was a bunch of stuff going on after graduation. That's like, and you know, I think that anyone in that position can kind of really tell you it's like, you know, you're, you're finally an adult. You're um, you've got all these different things going on for me. I wanted to just, I wanted to get a job and I, and I wanted to move out. Um, those are like the big things on my plate. Um, and so the first thing that I need to do was obviously find myself a job. And here's where it became very difficult for me. Um, I was, obviously very proud of my bio biological sciences degree. You know, that was a lot of fun um, going ahead and getting that. And um, so I just, I, I started sending it. I started sending my resume with my uh, brand new degree added onto it. Uh, started sending it left and right. Um, I went as far as um, I probably like revisited my resume and, and, and gutted it and put it together again, like a million different times, um, you know, putting in all the various different um, like lab, what is it practice that I had and, and all that kind of stuff. Long story short, I was just finding it really hard to get a position in the biological sciences field, um, whether that was a lab position, whether that was um, working with animals, um, working at the zoos, um, it was really hard. And I will say that it was really hard because a lot of the entry level positions are asking for, um, you know, they were going ahead and asking for all of this experience and stuff, which is really hard to have when you're just a freshly graduated student. So the paradox, right? They want experience, but you didn't have the opportunity to get the experience. Therefore they can't hire you. So it's maddening. I can imagine. Yeah. And then I, I imagine too, traction of zoo jobs must've been considerable probably because there weren't so mm -hmm. many uh, jobs opening because of lost revenue because of COVID and all that. So you, you hit the, the zoological job market probably at the worst time as well. I, would that be 
Uh, uh, you know what? This was this was maybe like six or seven months right before COVID. So yeah, you know what? I bet you that that definitely was a huge factor into it. Um, it was just the the whole thing was just crazy. And and you know what? I finally decided. You know what? I what. I need a job, what am I gonna do? So um, throughout high school, I was working at a, what is it? I, I was working at a call center. I had that customer experience, uh, customer service experience and whatnot. So um, just kind of started sending it everywhere. And lo and behold, I find myself interviewing with a, uh, with a FinTech startup. And um, that was really kind of the first taste that I had of the, of the technology field and kind of where I found myself, um, given that, uh, you know, the stroke of bad luck, I guess I would say, um, trying to find a job in the biological sciences field after that, after graduating. So just for our listeners that may know, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking a guess at this, when you <laughs> say fintech, that's just a very nice short way of saying financial technology field. Am I, am I correct in kind of breaking yeah, down Yeah, absolutely. That fintech, um, what is it? The company that I was working with, yeah, we did a lot of uh, personal loans and auto loans for college students, actually. So it was super interesting. How, so you had to do a lot of like work with people over the phone uh, in such a way that must have really sharpened your people skills, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely say so. Um, we were such a small company. Like when I joined, there was only 15 of us. Um, so it was really from mm. the grounds up that uh, that 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 uh, starting point that I that I joined with them. Um, and so at that point, you know, we were all in an open office space like I was. I very much had a hand in, you know, the customer service side of things, like setting the loans up and, and like, and, uh, you know, walking the college students, again, our primary, um, our primary customers and stuff and like walking them through that. But, you know, um, getting our app together and, um, you know, all of the coding decisions that go into making the website and to, into making the app and, and testing it out, um, definitely had like a fair share, uh, had a, had a, big hand in that as well, um, like testing it out and just having like that experience with it, that um, um, seeing it for the first time. Did that company become Relativity or did you move into that the, the new job there? Yeah, so that was, um, I wanted to bring it up. I want to like talk about that um, for sure because it was, it definitely was like my first taste of like the tech industry. Um, believe me, like before that, I had no intention of going into that field. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I, I really didn't. It, it wasn't on my radar. Um, is a, is a good way I would put it. Um, but um, having been there, um, I was there for about a year and a half. Um, and unfortunately, it was in the middle of COVID that. Uh, it, kind of got grew stagnant for me as far as the as the, as far as the uh, customer service role for that and so that's when I really started to dive into okay tech I think this is where we're going with things how do I get there like what what am I gonna do I have a I have a bio degree what how am I gonna go ahead and get there um, luckily my um, my sister actually works for relativity and she started posting a bunch of um, a bunch of flyers for this fellowship that Relativity was doing. It was their first time doing this kind of fellowship. The fellowship was geared towards people who were interested in the e-discovery tech field, um, and and just for those who were interested in in learning about it and and potentially having a career um, in it. So um, talked to her about it. Um, re kind of 
tried to really like network and, and, and get some more information about it. You know, if I was going to be making this like huge jump and this huge shift and essentially abandon my biology degree, I really wanted to try and cover all my bases and kind of see like what I was going to get myself into. Um, so that was the, the FinTech startup was really that like gateway set point into me, um, like trying to, uh, trying to get myself into the tech field and relativity with their fellowship. That was really what, um, got my foot into the door with it. So can you describe what the fellowship entailed? Yeah. So the fellowship, so just to back up for a second, so it was the tech industry, but specifically for e-discovery. Um, e-discovery, electronic discovery um, is for, is, uh, what is it, is really found in the, in the legal field. So let's say we have a huge case ahead of us and you know, we've got two corporations, two huge corporations with thousands and thousands of employees. And, you know, we need to um, investigate like what's going on and we need to prepare documents for court. Um, well, there is this portion within that legal process called discovery, in which case both of those opposing sides are going to be sending over a bunch of information to the opposing sides for everyone to um, go ahead and go through, produce for court, all that good stuff. Um, so with, um, with Relativity, what our software does is it helps organize all of that. So, so talking about a huge corporation, you can imagine there's millions upon millions upon millions of documents, emails, attachments, all that kind of stuff that needs to be sifted through um, and, and put together. And so at that point, um, that's, that's, that's where we step in with it um, and help to organize all of it and put it together and produce it for, for court. That has to be so crucial that you are trusted as that third party to organize the material such that discovery has that type of transparency and both sides can be satisfied with the, the, the you know, the true essence of what those documents actually hold. So there's no type of we're hiding this. So the, so that's, would that be safe to say that's the kind of service that you guys provide is that not only do you uh, provide the, the, the manner by which one could sift through an incredible load of this uh, information in the best way possible for the parties involved in this kind of legal um, uh, transaction. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, safety, yeah, we go ahead and just provide that software that then they will go ahead and use um, to to put all that good stuff together. Um, the it, it's crazy to think that not so long ago, like I, I I grew up watching like Law and Order and stuff like that. And, you know, Law and Order. You know, I feel like ninety percent of the scenes that they have is they have you know they have the detectives and and lawyers and stuff going through boxes and boxes and boxes of just documents and and that's that's exactly where relativity fits in. Our software eliminates that and, and is able to let you go ahead and like search for things and, and put it all nice together uh, with a bow, sending it over to wherever you need to go. So it's really done like this crucial step um, for, you know, such, you know, for such a, for such a huge process in like the legal departments and, and all that good stuff. The, the time saved with, for a lack of a better term, like control F on steroids, right? Where they, you can search these documents and tag the terms in such a way that you can then, the, for the, the client, they'll be able to uh, you know, find all the various needed materials. It must save 
hundreds of hours to be able to have this service. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's honestly it's honestly pretty incredible. Like when you think about where we were not so long ago, um, and like where we are now with it. Um, this that's yeah, that's that's exactly what it does. You know, you can it, it's like a huge control app <laughs> to uh, go ahead and like sift through all of that stuff instead of having you know all of your lawyer uh, all of your lawyers um, uh, like sifting through boxes and boxes of of junk. <laughs> Like, obviously, there's going to be documents that are already are PDFs mm-hmm. that exist in someone's hard drive and that just needs to be absorbed into the product that you guys mm-hmm. make. But is there a massive scanning machine that actually goes through old documents as well? How does that – there's got to be a, a real physical space that has to consume that material as well. Do yeah. you guys do that as well? Or is that done before it even gets to you? Yeah. So, and so it's not necessarily like that it's coming to like all of this information and documents and stuff is coming to us, but um, relativity, we, we go ahead and deal out the software for it. And we do that in, in a few different ways. So um, the two ways that in which we can go ahead and do that is, um, you know, we'll go ahead and, and, and sell off the software to, um, you know, to our lawyer's firm, um, for example, and they can go ahead and host it on their own servers. Um, and they can go ahead and yeah, and, and serve it on their own servers and stuff. And then the software, being as diverse and being as intricate as it is, can go ahead and process all of that information into the software. And then you've got you know you can go ahead and do um, it's called OCR um, and scan all of it. You know like your PDFs or your things that you know don't necessarily come like with an extracted text that you can search on. Um, and the software can go ahead and work with that. Um, we also have another um, another portion of it. It's called R1, Relativity One, and that is our cloud-based service. And so that is essentially, you know, the the client is going to go ahead and they won't necessarily um, like buy the software and, and host their own infrastructure for it. We'll go ahead and take that on um, with uh, with the cloud. All of it's stored up into there um, and, 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 and work it that way um, for, for clients and customers and stuff. So you transitioned from uh, a fellow there and then we're offered up uh, a job. I was wondering if you could maybe walk me through what's a typical day like for you at Relativity. Yeah. So uh, what I want, what I just went ahead and described is basically like 90% of like what my job deals with. So um, with both of those customers, um, we call it on-prem server or R1, which is our cloud-based, um, I will go ahead and help to like troubleshoot um, any kind of issues that arise in the software. So, um, hey, we are trying to, uh, we call process in all of this data into our relativity and since it's not working, help us out. So that's where I come in um, just to help uh, troubleshoot and, and get everything back in order so that all of these, uh, so that all of our clients can go ahead and get, uh, get back on the road and get going with it. So uh, and, and so you would you're more the, the liaison for the cloud based product that you guys uh, that you host is that if I might say that correctly? Uh, it, it's definitely for both of them. Um, what is it with? Ah, okay. Yeah, we definitely we'll, we'll obviously have some more control since we go ahead and house all the infrastructure for like our cloud based. Um, so I have a little bit more control as to like what I can go ahead and do and, and help out with in, in those kind of instances. But for our on prem clients. Um, you know, still uh, can go ahead and help troubleshoot them with those things. Um, it's just a matter of um, like walking them through the process more so than actually doing it myself for like our uh, cloud prov- or for our, our cloud um, clients, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I think it, it does. What would you say has been like maybe the learning curve from the time that you were uh, a fellow to what you're doing now to a, a place where you have a, a real confidence in what you do every day? I think that the biggest, you know what, I, I will definitely say that all of it was a huge, it was kind of like hurdle after hurdle after hurdle, because again, you know, um, I, I really had no idea what the e-discovery, like what that industry was. Um, I didn't know exactly how a lot of infrastructure works, you know, like setting up servers um, and how these servers talk to each other and how they make the actual relativity product itself work. Um, you know, you can't just download it and then, hey, like it works, you can, you know, open it up like an application and, and start working in it like that. There's there's a lot of uh, moving gears and components um, on the back end that go ahead and make that work. So, um, you know, the, the great thing about the fellowship was that it was really um, like priming us up for that. So, um, you know, spent a lot of time learning um, what exactly is discovery and how our software, um, what is it, like fits into it exactly. Um, and so that was, I, I would probably say that was like the biggest learning curve, uh, like the, the biggest hurdle I would say is just understanding like how the software works um, in order for me to begin trying to go ahead and like troubleshoot it. Um, and all that good stuff. So I think that that was probably the biggest thing um, in my mind that, that comes to my mind is just like understanding how the how the actual software works and then um, kind of backtracking from there and almost like taking it apart and so that you can kind of help like see what the issue is um, so that you can troubleshoot it and, and get it back up and running. Just so I can get my mind around the data size of this, what is a typical migration of data that when this e-discovery goes, I mean, in terms of gigabytes, terabytes, I mean, I mean, this has to be an incredible shift of data, uh, either hosted by the clients or up into the cloud. What's a, what's a typical data uh, migration size-wise? Um, for our larger clients, we're definitely looking at like terabytes of data. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot. Um, I would definitely say that at least one terabyte is kind of, you know, if we're, if we're talking about like a single case, um, uh, we're easily looking at, um, over, I would say that, uh, what is it? The, uh, the general of kind of like what we're looking at, the size of, uh, of data that we're, um, like helping to support and stuff is probably anywhere from, like 500 gigabytes is kind of like a like a rough estimate all the way up to I've seen um, you know like workspaces be upwards towards like three four five gigabytes or uh, terabytes so it's it's a lot. <laughs> do you have a lot? Would you say that your company is? Did you have a lot of competitors? This seems like I mean, and how early to the game is your uh, company uh, with maybe other ones other companies that are trying to maybe uh, kind of go after this particular service so we are so we are um what is it we are a global company so we go it relativity is out there as far as other um competitors um i'm honestly not too aware of any other ones um off the top of my head um but i definitely know that relativity is is definitely seen as um you know really really like the gold standard of a kind of quality and, and, and care to all of this important 
data and like in, in getting it to where it needs to be, you know, from from you know those 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 boxes and boxes that we were kind of talking about, like in our law and order analogy a second ago, you know, from getting it to that stage to you know wrapped up in a uh, you know with a nice bow and sending it off to to court and and using that in actual cases and stuff. Um, Relativity, in my opinion, and you know, I'm sure you'll see a lot of opinions that are uh, shared with me as well. Um, seen as like the gold standard for for getting that done. Wow. Now you said you're a global company. Do you think that you will be able to travel to see some clients? Will that be something that would be in your future or in a future job description for you to maybe do some consulting uh, with your company and, and move around to different parts of the country or different countries? Oh, I would absolutely love that. I think that would be so cool. Um, we have offices in Poland. We have offices in Australia and the UK. Um, it, it's all over the place. Um, as of right now, you know, given, you know, with the pandemic and, and COVID and all that kind of stuff, um, that really did go ahead and put a halt to everything. Um, I actually have never been into the office um, at all. Like it's been totally remote for me since I've been with Relativity, wow. which is a little over a year now, about a year and a half that I've been with them. Um, so, which is crazy to think about, you know, like I've never actually gone in um, and like met any of my, any of my coworkers. Um, that would be incredible to to look at that um like in my future um especially given the fact that like I, I i talk with a lot of these clients and stuff um from all over the world to begin with i have plenty of clients in the uk that i go ahead and work with on a pretty pretty regular basis um out in india they go ahead and and do uh, a lot of work with relativity as well um so it's wow it's incredible thinking about that you know you don't really think about it you know all the people that you come across and that you talk with and, and stuff like that until you know, you're put on the spot with it. So it's, it's super cool um, to be able to, you know, to talk about that and, and, and see where it goes. Yeah. Was that, that must've been a struggle that you never had the ability to maybe have the proximity of the culture of the company by not going into, I mean, cause that's, that's different. I think about, the difference my wife has been she worked at her company for years and she's been home working in the home office mm -hmm. since march of of 2020 mm -hmm. but she remembers a time when she could go to the office and the camaraderie and the and the teamwork that happened there as opposed to you never had and never had that experience i was wondering uh is that something that you look forward to uh maybe coming back to a, a culture where or at least a, a place where you could meet together or are you kind of comfortable with the kind of remote uh work you know what i would be I, I love working from home i love the the ability to to, to be staying at home and, and and all of that um i would absolutely love to go back into the office and all of that as well what i will say about like the um like the culture of the company is that even though i've been home this entire time and i've never actually gone into the office i definitely still feel that strong sense like of camaraderie um and like that uh that closeness of like working with my team um even though I'm, I'm at home. Um, and, and, you know, that's kind of something that I was struggling with at the beginning when I decided to take the position with relativity, you know, how is this going to work? Am I going to just be another, you know, another number just taking calls and, and, and that's going to be it. Like, I'm just going to be on my own for all of this. Um, but you know, relativity is the, the, just the general culture of the company to begin with is, 
everyone is what everyone is there to see everyone succeed. Um, it, it's not just, you know, we're going to work to get a paycheck. Um, you know, there's this very strong sense of um, how do I want to put it? Um, like of like sense of belonging. Um, when I work with my team and, and get to uh, and get to interact with them, um, I definitely don't ever feel like, you know, I'm I'm like I'm on my own for anything. Um, everyone that I have the pleasure of working with at Relativity um, just wants to see everyone else succeed. And I definitely like to say that I, I, I hold that um, hold that as well. Um, so up in the air, I'm happy working at home, but I would absolutely love to go in and get to like thank the people that I, you know, that I ask questions with like left and right. Um, if you would talk to anyone at Relativity, they will probably say that I ask like a million and one questions, but everyone is, everyone there is just so great um, as far as just answering my questions or pushing me in the right direction of where I can get that, that, that question um, answered and stuff. So um, it's great. I love Relativity. <laughs> It's impressive that they're able to pull that off remotely oh, yeah. in, in, in a way. I mean, that's just a, that, that really speaks to the type of uh, leadership of management that they're able to kind of take in mm-hmm. new um, new staff and and to be able to uh, really cultivate that. Where do you do you see yourself kind of uh, ascending in the company? Do you, do you have your eyes on uh, other types of uh, positions uh, within the company? Yeah. So right now, um, there's a few different levels of application analysts. So where I'm at, I'm definitely um, obviously entry level right at the base application level zero, um, I guess is what you would call it. Um, And from here, we have like up to three different levels um, above that. And then you have architects, uh, you have pre-sales engineering. And what they do is they're essentially like wizards with uh, the software and they'll do demos for clients for for um, for clients who are looking and interested um, in relativity um, and all that good stuff. So Honestly, it's even though so I've been here about a year and a half now. Right now, I definitely want to focus on just being great at what I'm doing right now. So, so uh, what is it? So, working upwards um, with uh, application analysts right now um, and just really trying to master um, relativity, which is crazy to if you like (laughs) looking at the at the software it's just so there's so much that it can do and that it encompasses um you know you can't you really can't expect to like learn it all and know everything about it um like right off the bat or within a short period of time there's just it's just so vast um and so many different things that you can go ahead and do with it so um I, I, I still love that about it. You know, I think about biology and why I fell in love with that. I fell in love with it because, you know, there were so many different facets to it. I was never bored, um, like, learning about biology because, again, you know, I in a single semester, I was taking genetics. I was taking vertebrate embryology. I was taking animal behavior and ecology. Um, and it was just there was never a dull moment. And, um, you know, when I think about where I am right now with relativity, like, it's, it's the same exact thing. We have processing and how you get the documents and relativity. We have analytics and how AI can take a look at millions of documents and help you with your coding decisions and tagging them. Um, and you have, uh, you know, producing documents and, and you know, how you can go ahead and redact them and make sure that, um, you know, sensitive information is 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 retained and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, for the same reason that I fell in love with biology, I, I see myself like falling more and more um, into like a deeper love with with relativity in the technology um, field in general. And Alicia, this has been so, so much fun. 
and I, I like to end the interview with um, with students. If you could maybe share some tips for success with current Wildcats. Tips for success. Um, yeah, you know what? I think that the biggest thing I can say is that nothing is really out of reach um, for you, no, no matter what it is. Um, and, and just to go ahead and like and, and to follow your passion, whatever it may be. Um, I think that I, you know, I, I'm sure if you've made it this far in the podcast, you've kind of heard it's me just kind of go, um, you know, kind of like a roller coaster um, all over here and there. But like ultimately, like following my passion and for for learning and for um, following my passion for learning and um you know like making um you know making a career for myself um it 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 felt like it was it was definitely tough at some times but again just like following that passion for for what I want to do which was to continue learning and 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 you know staying um staying hungry for that kind of education and stuff it's it's oh it's always going to be attainable it might seem like it's a little far-fetched here and there um as you're going through that experience and you're going through that journey but um it's it's there for you so don't stop trying to chase that. Alicia, thank you so much. This was uh, a, an absolute joy to kind of hear about your, again, your joy of learning and how you pivoted to kind of find new opportunities and challenges. Uh, this was really great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Help spread the word about We Go Places podcast by sharing this episode with one other wildcat. As always, Find past and future episodes on Apple or Google Podcasts or any other platform. Just search Wego Vox. That's Wego V O X. You can also stay current by following us on Facebook at Wego Places Podcast or on Twitter at Wego Places. <laughs>